Hello, everyone, and welcome back for episode two of the Braves Football Podcast. My name is Kiran Rao, and this is Shaman Deshpande. And since we're doing this right now, uh, the intro of our last podcast wasn't well received, uh, which uh, you know, Kiran was a real shame because we thought about that so much. You know, we had like days of brainstorming, and we came up with that exact intro. Uh, it broke my heart. Yeah, it was something that was something that was really well calculated, and um, I don't know. Unfortunately, it just didn't resonate. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, people out there don't seem to recognize true top quality content. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's 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 uh, it's it's you know, it's bad out there, guys. Watch out. Yeah, it's it's not the best place out there, but. If you're here at watch, listening to the Brace podcast, you know what good content is. But you know, guys, on a serious note, um, the reception we received for the last podcast was just amazing. You know, the views, the likes, and you know all those shares. It was so amazing um, that all of you listened to it. Yeah, huge thank you to our listeners, and we also really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. Um, we've taken most of it on board, and. Hopefully, you'll see something you like this time. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've implemented it right away. And this is going to be a fun podcast, guys. Exactly. If you're new here, welcome. This is a weekly football show where we give you a fresh look at the biggest fixtures gone by, as well as some insight on the coming games. And now, moving on to the real content, the Champions League. Let's do a quick rundown of last week's big matches. Shamanth, the first game of a huge week in the Champions League, Juventus versus Spurs. How did it go down in Turin? Yeah, this was a clash between two very different sides. Juventus, you know, they were very experienced in the Champions League, while Spurs not so much. And that showed in the first 10 minutes itself. Higuain scored two goals and it was almost over for Spurs. At least that's what everyone thought. But no, they clawed back into the game with two really good goals and going into that return leg next uh, few weeks, this is going to be a cracker of a match. And on the same night, in a not so eventful match, Basel vs City. Things went according to plan for City and they swatted Basel 4-0. Like we said in the last podcast, remember Kiran? Yeah, it was the same result that we predicted in the podcast last week and it was an easy stroll for Man City to get through to the next leg. Yeah, it definitely was. And uh, I think they have both their legs in the quarterfinals for sure. Yeah, it should be real tough for Basel to come back from this. Yeah. Another team that will find it real tough to come back in the second leg is FC Porto because they played Liverpool in Portugal and got beat 5-0. A massive statement from the Reds by scoring five goals, all three of the front three getting on the score sheet. How good is that attacking lineup? Yeah, easily one of the best in Europe. And the acquisitions uh, they've made, you know, over the past few summers, especially Salah, you know, that's something that's really paying off. And the rumors about him being pursued by Madrid and... Uh, Liverpool will be hoping that 
but they don't you know swoop in with a load of cash and get him into that that team because he can change that madrid team too and you know he's in red hot form uh, firmino and uh, mane too and liverpool are a side that have to be looked looked out for you know because uh, they they have the uh, the attack to go all the way in the competition and maybe a few defensive tweaks and they're going to be a really good side yeah i mean it was real good that they were able to keep a clean sheet this game but yeah hopefully they can kind of take that on and hopefully carius can kind of cement his his place as the number 1 in liverpool another team that were looking to make a huge statement that night were psg as they faced european giants real madrid but unfortunately they fell to this real madrid side 3-1 Yeah, this was a really good test for PSG to show to everyone that they are a side to be taken seriously. You know, after the acquisition of Neymar for a world record fee and things like that. But their inexperience showed in the fact that they could not control a game they were leading 1-0 and giving away a very silly penalty uh, to Madrid, which of course Ronaldo like always converted into a goal and they went into the second half uh, 1-all. and in that second half psg they blew it completely they gave away two goals and now you know things kind of look bleak for them but i kind of support the underdogs in all the matches and i think they have something that can take them to the next round what do you think yeah i mean before this game we had a bit of banter on twitter and if you guys yeah, didn't did. see it check us out um our links are in the description but psg played really well that first half i mean i was kind of scared for my prediction because they had they had the ball they were controlling the midfield and madrid didn't really know how to deal with that psg attack i mean and they did go 1-0 up but when ronaldo took the game by the scruff of the neck and kind of dragged that real madrid team across it was it was something i was very happy about cuz it meant my prediction came true. Um in terms of what this means for the next leg and both of these teams going forward, I feel like this was a bit of a turning event for Real Madrid. I mean, before this game, we weren't really too sure how the squad was developing or how Zidane was really taking this team to the next level and this these players really have faith in Zidane and that was showed in some of the celebrations of Real Madrid's third goal as Marcelo just kind of slid up to Zidane and I think they'll kind of take this as a springboard and go all the way um I'm not sure PSG have a chance this next leg you know like i said i really think they do have a chance and kiran there's only one way to find out and that's by betting are you up for it <laughs> I think I think you do need to come back for that crown so um I'm ready for you to take it. By the way guys this was the first time Kiran won a bet against me so you can see where this might go. Well it's in public knowledge now so technically our record is 1-1. Ah nice cover. Now on to the main event. A match so big we moved our podcast just so that we could talk to you guys about it. Chelsea versus Barcelona. Shamanth, how did things go down at the bridge? Yeah, you know, even before the match began, there was a twist with Conte switching to 3-4-3 from the 3-5-2 and Hazard with playing as a false nine. 
however this was actually a really good move considering the fact that Pedro and Villian had had a, such a good match against Hull City a few days back and to have a traditional striker playing would have uh, resulted in the exclusion of either one of them and maybe you know it would have changed the dynamics of the a game completely and what happened by putting three attacking midfielders in that uh, chelsea team was that we had a lot of pace up front and that was very crucial because when you play this system you're not going to have much of the ball and you've got to think of ways to to make that counter attack very very successful and it worked out too chelsea were all over barca in for a good part of that first half and villian he came so close didn't he kiran yeah it was a great performance by him i mean he really did just carry that form from that hull city game um both of those strikes were absolutely fantastic i mean hitting both sides of the goal is incredibly unlucky yeah on another day maybe he could have scored a hat trick but that was not to be yeah definitely really unlucky for the chelsea man Another player who missed one solid chance was probably Polinho. Um that chance he got with the header in the center of the box was something he really should have done better with. Yeah, however, Polinho to be honest had a had a good match, you know. It wasn't uh, uh as bad as people thought as it would be and uh, there were no uh, nightmares about him playing in Tottenham or anything like that, you know. It was a good good performance by Polinho, but that miss was crucial too. uh but chelsea you know they were defensively solid throughout the match and it took barca a lot of effort to even break that backline and that was very impressive from chelsea yeah you're right i mean barcelona had a lot of that ball but they weren't really making anything out of it um they always kind of just laid the ball off to messi just hoping that he would show a bit of his magic and kind of break through that really compact defense um he did get a bit of success here and there but nothing really to write home about yeah uh they sort of played it around in their uh in their midfield you know just in front of the half line and uh, it took a lot from messi to sort of come back very deep and then take the ball away from there past the two chelsea midfielders and then into the back line and that was pretty hard for barcelona yeah it was difficult for him to even connect with any of the other players after he made those piercing runs there wasn't really any options left i mean i'm not really too sure what soares did in this game i was hoping he would make an impact for this barcelona side but he barely got a few touches yeah and uh, the thing is soares cannot be blamed uh, completely you know for his performance because he he is after all a very traditional striker and he depends on his teammates to sort of feed the ball to him and uh, when that does not happen the striker comes into a bad light which uh, which was you know unfortunate for suarez all in all it seemed to be going to kante's plan as it was nil nil at the break but things really started to pick up that second half yeah chelsea came in the second half with the same momentum they had and their efforts paid with willian being third time lucky getting the goal in the bottom right corner with an exquisite finish and that was a really good goal. Yeah, it was really fantastic how he kind of just curved it around Rudiger and like kept it that low. It's it's really tough for keepers to save that. Yeah, and 
you know, we see Chelsea doing this a lot of times. They don't usually just whip the ball in from a corner or a free kick, you know. They think of ways to sort of play the ball from the uh, wing to the centre and then sort of make something useful out of it. And it's little plays like these that are very crucial for this Chelsea side because they're not going to see much of the ball in many matches, especially against this Barcelona side. It looked like Chelsea were in control and cruising to a crucial 1-0 win, but there were different things on the cards. Barcelona pressuring Christensen to put a really poor pass in the path of Iniesta, who set up Messi for a really rare goal against this Chelsea side. I mean, we saw a bit of this when Christensen kind of threw that pass off in the middle of nowhere in the first half, but do you think it was all his fault? You know, I think Fabregas should take part of the blame too because he really just left the ball uh, to, you know, to no one, to be honest. And even a clearance would have, you know, changed the whole match perhaps. But, uh, you know, we just gifted that goal to Barcelona and that was a really heartbreaking moment for me. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, I support Chelsea and Kiran supports this uh, Merseyside team, I think. Is that Everton, Kiran? Um, no, unfortunately, it's the uh, other team across the park who won the Champions League five times. So ah, okay, okay. Hopefully, yeah, you you'll know, get a he bit does of this luck. all the time, you know, talk about the past and things like that. <laughs> Let's get back to the present. And oh, yeah. Let, this, this Chelsea side, I mean, how good was this performance and where can they take this going forward? Yeah, it was a really positive performance from Chelsea and... Uh, they sort of defied all those journalists and pundits who had predicted uh, an easy win for Barcelona. But, you know, this performance was really good. And to be honest, that's how it's been in the Champions League for them. You know, apart from uh, a few tumbles against uh, maybe Roma, uh, their their European uh, quest has been good, to be honest. And, you know, going... To the camp now uh, in in three weeks time it could get really interesting uh, for one thing the formation will Conte go with the same formation as he did against uh, this match or would he sort of switch to that 3-5-2 uh, with a traditional striker and maybe throw something different to Barcelona um, you know only time will tell and we've got to see what happens but it will be of cracker of a game. Yeah, I think everything is kind of leading up to that game being something very crucial for Chelsea's season. I think the way Barcelona's setup will be key, like you mentioned. And personally, I think they might be able to turn this one around. You know, I hope so too. I hope you're right, Kiran. A very good prediction from your side. <laughs> but, you know, whatever happens, it's going to be a great match for the neutrals and I just hope we, we get something out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, tune in that week on The Brace and we'll definitely give you some good insight on what's to come. Yeah, for sure. Would it have been handshakes or handbags? Perhaps it's just as well that the grudges, cliques, allegations and aggravations are avoided between some of England's leading players and two of England's leading clubs. And now, you know, moving on to... The biggest match of this week, weekend, 
यूनाइटेड वर्सेस चेल्सी नाउ अबाउट यूनाइटेड दे ड्रू अगेंस्ट सेविया बट दैट वाज अ मैच दैट यू नो दे शिव लॉस्ट सेविया हैड अबाउट ट्वेंटी फाइव शॉट्स विथ अ लॉर्ड ऑन टारगेट एंड यूनाइटेड विथ दैट बियर्ड प्ले अगेन लाइक वी मैंशन इन द लास्ट पॉडकास्ट यू नो दे हैव सच गुड प्लेयर्स बट देर इज थिंग अबाउट मोरिन यू नो he does not adapt to the to the players he has and it's that very toxic defensive play that you know that's putting united back and it showed against uh, sevilla you know that that match you know i don't know about that what do you think kira yeah i feel like it's kind of funny talking to some united fans i mean normally the conversation is about how teams kind of park the bus against them and they have the opposition goalkeeper has the game of their lives but i it looks like they finally got a taste of their own medicine um mm. united have been defending for majority of that game and they are really making one of the saves of the season to keep them in that tie yeah against uh, banega you know that that save was just amazing and there's a reason why he is by a farmile the the best goalkeeper in the world you know there's there's absolutely no doubt about that and you know that's not something he's done only in this match he's been doing that this whole season and you know seasons before and uh, he is a very important player and there's some speculation ar- around him too you know going to bas uh, going to sorry real madrid and uh, um, you know we've got to see what happens but going into this this match uh, united chelsea to you know very different forms uh united of course with a draw and chelsea with such a positive performance against barcelona uh but you know there's something similar would be that uh, both of them had to sort of work very hard in in those matches and uh, there will be a sort of uh uh tiredness issue and thing and things like that um so we've got to see how this game goes Yeah, they both really did have to work for those results, but unfortunately one team playing against much higher quality opposition than the other. Um yeah. This game is going to be real interesting because there's always the story of Jose Mourinho coming back to his old team and I'm not sure if he has what it takes to sort of break that voodoo this time. Um yeah, he doesn't definitely. seem to be a man full of confidence and that's really what he plays on him most of the time um, also you know the whole controversy around uh, mourinho and conte you know with the uh, with the uh, the digs have ha- they've been having at each other for the past few weeks you know this will be a very interesting tie not only between the teams but it's going to be a clash of you know two really good managers that's a game to look out for and now moving on to a game that presents the first real chance at silverware for arsenal and city is the efl cup final you know this game would have taken the sidelines but now that but now that city you know have uh, uh, crashed out of the fa cup i think this presents a good chance for city to sort of show that they're still in this and they're still in the treble Yeah, this game's going to be real interesting. I mean, both of these teams 
are so different. Um, City really epitomizing what it means to be a successful team in modern football, and Arsenal kind of dropping off the pace a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it's a good test for uh, the new sum or uh, new January acquis- acquisitions too. You know, Obama Young and Mkhitaryan. Uh, they can show uh, what they hold up their sleeves, and this is going to be a really interesting match. Yeah, it's going to be tough for this Arsenal team because, like you mentioned, City have to go for that treble now, and they really want to get this first bit of silver. Whereas that'd be the first step towards that. And that brings us to the end of the second episode of The Brace. Thank you all so much for listening. A special shout out to Instagram user Sixila7991 who predicted the Chelsea Barcelona game right. If you too want to get a shout out on The Brace, stay tuned to all our social media accounts where we posted things ahead of the biggest fixtures of the weekend. Yeah, and go follow us on our Twitter handles, uh, which will be in the description box below. Uh, we have some really good banter going on in there with some top quality tweets. <laughs> and if you and really want some good predictions, make sure to follow me. Yeah, yeah, you can follow Kiran because he's got uh, he's kind of lacking on the followers. So oh, let's... <laughs> guys, go follow Kiran right now. <laughs> share the love. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like Kiran said, share the love. And uh, that's that, I guess. We'll see you next week.